Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, the Lakers get arguably their best, most inspiring win of the year, but it comes at a cost as Anthony Davis once again goes down, this time with an ankle injury. Also, LeBron James calls Aaron Donald the best defensive player he's ever seen. Is that because he never saw you play? We'll talk about all that next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays. We get this thing up for you as early as we can, as early as we can. Um, Wherever you get your podcasts, however you get your podcasts, always free, never behind a paywall. Um, so make sure you make this your first listen and uh, another Locked On podcast your second listen. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Um, all right. So this this game Wednesday is sort of like the Lakers season in a nutshell. Um, it's like <laughs> yeah. you're just not allowed to have anything nice. Like you can't. Like this was a game the Lakers got off to a great start. Anthony Davis is playing very well. Uh, you know, seven of nine from the floor, 17 points before halftime, looking good, looking strong. Um, after a couple would you call it Andy mediocre games at best? Uh, I'd call games? a couple games that uh, were troubling. We we talked Brian about how we were concerned that Anthony Davis was backsliding into the form that we were seeing through a lot of the season before he got injured, where he was obviously playing too well to be playing badly, but he was not playing at the level that everybody thinks Anthony Davis is capable of at the right. top of his game, or just frankly, the Lakers need him to be at if they were trying to reach their goals. Right. So, uh, you know, this is this is all part of Wednesday's 106-101 win over the Utah Jazz, uh, if to mention the actual score of the game. Make your second about. listen, by the way, uh, Locked on Jazz. You can listen to our boss, David Locke. David Locke get all weepy and crying because sad. his Utah Jazz didn't win the basketball game. Oh. That was Brian, David, just in case you heard that part. I, I mean, he has access to the video. <laughs> I mean, he can look it up if he wants. He's a busy uh, man. He's only going to do one or the other. Utah Jazz babies didn't win the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that feels uncalled for. <laughs> totally. And frankly, totally. a little. What are they? Frank like 17 games in front of the Lakers in the standings? I mean, <laughs> Brian, it feels uncalled for and frankly a little reckless. <laughs> hey, I'm living on the edge. Um, so, um, you know, like so in this in this win. So now all of a sudden, you know, like the Lakers, they get off to a good start. You know, uh, Anthony Davis is is playing well, and he goes down with. I'm not gonna lie, a really bad looking ankle injury. I'm Dude. not. I, I'm not a doctor. Uh, X rays they said were negative. LeBron did reveal that AD left the the game on crutches, um, or at least when he saw him was on crutches. I think that was at halftime. Um, they're gonna do an MRI on. Friday, Thursday for Thursday, and presumably, I guess, could release more information. He's definitely out for uh, a little bit. The, his ankle, Andy, was like the the logo of his shoe while his leg was still straight in the air. 
was like on the ground. It was 90 degrees. It was ugly. It, it was no ugly does not do what happened justice, Brian. This was straight up stomach churning, disgusting. Well, I mean, like, really, like that's one of those things where there should have been like a parental uh parental advisory moment. Like, you know, they, they should have actually paused the game in real time and said, clear the children out. They don't need to see this. Yeah, it I was mean, like I, like, I judge every ankle injury on the Robbie Alomar slides into second base. Remember that a bunch of years ago? When, oh like, yeah, his, his his ankle basically was like ended up up by his shoulder. <laughs> it was it was grotesque. This wasn't that. Like Anthony Davis's ankle was still attached to the bottom of his you know where it's supposed to be. But as far as sprained ankles go, it it was bad. He stepped on Rudy Gobert's foot, and you know that's just one of the worst ways for this to happen. And so, you know, he's cool. Everybody was talking about this. Like, it's not like a two day thing or three. It could be out for a little bit. And you're just like, I mean, that, that sound you heard around LA was a bunch of Lakers fans shooting their televisions Elvis style. It's like, I feel like at this point, Eddie, the basketball gods are just like, is nobody listening to what we're trying to do? Like, we, we, how many people have to get hurt uh, for like in the process of us scuttling the Lakers season? We've made it abundantly clear what we're trying to do here, and people aren't listening. And now Anthony Davis has to get hurt again because you people on your stupid podcast keep, keep talking about how there's hope and how there's a chance that they could still. No, we're trying to keep all that from happening, and nobody's listening to us, and we're just going to keep smiting people until they do. Yeah, these basketball gods, Brian, are very Old Testament. It's very, <laughs> like, it's very these, Old Testament. These are the very vengeful gods. They punish you for everything. They don't necessarily even explain why they do it, and they don't necessarily reward you no. if you're good people. Like, if you're good people, you just get to sort of live your life, <laughs> and that's it. But, it. but if you do anything that somehow offends these, quite frankly, thin-skinned basketball gods who are, again, Old Testament wrath of Jesus. basketball gods... Woo! They I are gotta say, mad like, about I, something. I, side, a quick side note: like I, when I back in the days when I was a, a, a teacher before you know we hit it big in sports media, mm-hmm. um, I one of the one of the classes that I took over for like a few a few weeks, they were teaching the the Bible as literature. We talked about it, you know, whatever. And I had never really sat down to read the Old Testament. Like, damn, <laughs> Old Testament God is not here. To, for your feelings, you know, like <laughs> he did not. Old Testament God has zero bedside manner. It no. is like, I mean, <laughs> damn. Um, so like you're ready to just, you know, like shoot the television Elvis style. And then, you know, the Lakers fall behind and, you know, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, fine. It's like they're shell shocked. Like Anthony Davis looks like he could be out for weeks again this injury looks severe and hopefully not hopefully at least the timing of the lakers don't play again until a week from friday if it's a three-week injury 10 days of that the lakers wouldn't be playing anyway so like there is at least that but this is a season that is already hanging on by a thread the lakers are the nine seed right now it is damn near impossible frank vogel bullet frank vogel though acknowledged um either before or after the game, I don't remember which one, but in so many words that it was going to be 
damn hard for them to get out of the play-in tournament. Like, oh yeah, you know, maybe they can get up to the seven seed if they really start to crank it into gear. But certainly, the, the eight idea- is still attainable. And a night like Wednesday is really critical for for being able to keep that eight spot. And eight is definitely better than nine. If you're eight, you only have to win once, and if you're nine, you got to win twice to get to the big boy playoffs. Right. But the the point being though, like. Everything already feels like it is hanging in a really precarious balance right now. So seeing Anthony Davis go down, like on the heels of that Golden State loss where the Lakers actually played well, and there's been a lot of talk that's feeling increasingly believable about these guys starting to collectively enter a better headspace that, you know, just knowing this is the team and we need to make this thing work somehow and everybody for better or for worse, can relax. Strong and, game, strong game Saturday in yeah. in uh, in San Francisco. I'm used to saying in Oakland against Golden State, but nope, you got it in San Francisco now against Golden State. And you know they got off to a strong start in in this one and two until AD got hurt, and they fall behind, and you think it's over. But Andy, remember those? Uh, you remember back in the in the in the 80s and 90s when 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 Hulk Hogan would be in the mat in the in the ring. And somebody would have him in a sleeper hold, and they have him in a sleeper hold, and he looks like he's out. He looks like he's sleeping. Yeah. He's about to go down. He's about, and they do the thing. They raise the arm once. They raise the arm twice. They raise the arm the third time, and it's almost down. It's almost down, Andy. He's out. He's out. But then the, it comes back up, and the finger, it's it's up. It's up. And all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan comes back to life and throttles whoever it is Uh, that was trying to sleep him out. That was the Lakers on Wednesday night. It was inspiring. Uh, It was everything that you're talking about in terms of feeling good about themselves. And I have to ask you, does this win on Wednesday the way they want it, but without Anthony Davis for probably a little while, does it have significance for this team in ways that we all hope it could? We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online Football. Now over for the season, but basketball is still in full swing for both pro and college hoops. So for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the games start. So we'll talk a little bit more about this before the show's over. But, you know, you mentioned football, football being over. Do you think the Lakers win on Wednesday night if Aaron Donald decides he's just too drunk and decides to stay home and sleep it off? Because goddamn, LeBron looked like he was there purely to impress Aaron Donald uh, and and win one for AD, the the how, other AD. Brian, how do I feel about it? Um, during the second half of the game, I tweeted out at Cam Brothers, LeBron is playing like a guy who really wants to impress Aaron Donald. Then LeBron went just absolutely ballistic in the fourth quarter, had 15 of his 33 points in the fourth, really sparked that comeback. Big moments from Russell Westbrook, big contributions from Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, but really that fourth and that the was, victory. That was, that was a LeBron right. saying, I'm going to win. And then afterwards, though, LeBron made a beeline 
to Aaron Donald. They embrace in a hug, and I retweeted my own tweet. I told you. <laughs> I told you he was looking to impress. Look at them embracing right there. This was all about just wanting to show out champion to champion, you know, local God to local God. I, there is no exaggeration. Like right now, I know we, we've we discussed over the last few podcasts, like the, the impression right now that money may be affecting certain decisions for mm -hmm. the Lakers and luxury sure. tax implications, all that stuff. Jeannie Buss, I'm telling you right now, Go get Aaron Donald season tickets so he is inside Crypto.com Arena every single game. That thing will pay for itself. They only, they only have on 10 more one. home games. So like whatever yeah. the prorated package no. is, and, just do it. And great seats. Make sure LeBron can see him. It's very important. Uh, like, Don't put Andy, him in the 300s. How about, De how about DeAndre Jordan's seat? <laughs> Sure. I mean, why? I mean, he's not going to play any less, uh, yeah. you know, than than DJ. Um, I was also thinking when I saw the picture of LeBron hugging Aaron Donald like that. If I tried to hug Aaron Donald, I don't think my arms <laughs> would actually get to his back. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's so wide. I don't think I could hug Aaron Donald. Well, that, in any that's why. Way. It's Which is probably fine with him, by the way. Well, it's extremely important that if you or I go in for that hug with Aaron Donald, like it has to be a bro hug, even if it feels presume, you know, presumptive on our part to be doing something like that. Because you know, we've both met Aaron Donald, we've talked to him a little bit, but we don't know him. No, but we are physically incapable of doing an actual embrace. It has to be the more familiar bro hug, or else we're not. It just won't work. Plus, if he hugged us, it could kill us. <laughs> There's that possibility. He could on it yes. like Lenny with the mouse in, in of mice and men. Of mice and men, right? When he crushes the mouse to death, um, that would be Aaron Donald unwittingly crushing us to death with a hug. <laughs> you know, sometimes landing the plane is hard. Save it for locked on Steinbeck. <laughs> Five days a week, wherever you get your podcasts, never behind a paywall. There's your second listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, locked on Steinbeck. Um, sure. I mean, there's why not? Guy wrote some good books. Um, all right, but anyway, I'll ask you the question. Is this the like is this a game that that like because for Thursday show we talked about like or Wednesday show, what could it what could a good performance against Utah mean? Like it's obviously gonna be difficult for them in the standings and all this other kind of stuff, but if they come out and they win. Could you go into the break feeling differently about this team than you otherwise might have, especially when combined with a good showing against Golden State over the weekend? Um, the, the good feelings are obviously tempered by what happened to AD, but I'll ask the question. Does, does this make you feel better about the Lakers going into the break and what at least could be possible for them down the stretch over yeah, the last 24 I mean games? I do. Bet, bet, look, better is a relative term for everything that's gone on with this season and how disappointing it's been on like a thousand different levels. And I want to make it clear because this is something that the Locked On Lakers YouTube comment section, which, by the way, we are always grateful to hear from everybody and we genuinely appreciate it. But something that pisses them off all the time when it feels to them at all that we are ever even slightly inferring that a win uh, implies the team having turned a corner 
I am not saying that the team has turned a corner based off this. So if you're about to yell, go direct it somewhere else. <laughs> but, but what I will say is, relatively speaking, to where this team's headspace was, and just the idea of, okay, they are flailing about under 500, and if they take a couple more losses into the All-Star break, which we thought was possible because they were playing Golden State and Utah, and those are both quality opponents. A, what does it mean for Frank Vogel? But B, what does it mean for this team's resolve just in them treating the next 20-something games like they actually matter? Because as much as I know they don't want to like miss the play-in because that becomes truly embarrassing, if you are a team that knows you are struggling just to play well enough to maintain a nine-seed, you know that whatever happens in the play-in, it ain't going to last long. And that makes it very difficult to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. And these last few games and hearing these guys talk about practices, and frankly, it seemed like practice in and of itself, you know, two in a row, has actually paid some pretty big dividends for these guys just being organized and feeling like everybody is rowing in the same direction. Does this win make me feel like Things are solved. Hell no. <laughs> merrily, <laughs> merrily, merrily, merrily. No, but I mean, it's here's the thing. It was going to be hard anyway. With AD out for however long that's going to be, it just got even harder. But I will say this. This team now feels more like they're actually into the idea of a challenge with it being hard than they seemed like a week ago. And that does say something. It does. Um, here, I will say this about this team. Maybe this is something we can talk about in the next segment. I don't think against Phoenix. I don't think against Golden State. I don't think against Memphis even now at this point, given how well the Grizzlies have played. And I don't think against Utah, the Lakers would be favored in a series. But as cliche as it sounds, don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would not be. Our folks at Bet Online would not favor the Lakers, and you know, despite the fact that people bet up the Lakers, whatever, people aren't that dumb, are they? But I will say this: like that, that they're, they'd probably be as frightening a seven seed or a, or an eight seed, I think, as you could conjure if all three of those, you know, if AD and LeBron are both there and playing well. Like that is a unique challenge that you don't normally get in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, it's an echo of what happened last year where the Lakers, for everything that went wrong, still had an excellent chance of winning their first round series against a team that eventually went to the finals. Um, I, I Phoenix is better this year. Uh, and I don't think they'd be scared. I think teams will be geeked up beyond belief to drive a stake through the heart of this team. But at the same time, to your point, and we'll break off this, if the Lakers have confidence in a in a playoff series, if they get there and they're playing reasonably well, I, I don't. They they have punchers. LeBron and AD, if they're playing at their height, have a puncher's chance against anyone, right? So yeah, I mean that's 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 my thinking of it. And we you know we can talk about it. We can talk about the comfort level. We can talk about Russell Westbrook uh, a little bit too because comfortable Russ and he looked better on Saturday. He looked better on Wednesday. Also makes a significant difference 
with this team down the stretch. We'll do all that next. Lock on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. Okay, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is impossible to stock all the parts you would need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership anyway, dummy? You can get it for far less at rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store. It's only $216 from Rock Auto. They are a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for 20 years. And whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, I mean, it, it, people do, you're right, need to remember, like, everything has the caveat of, like, look, the Lakers are in serious trouble, and they're going to face a major uphill battle, and for them to win this year in significant ways, get to a finals and all that stuff, would kind of upend most of what we think we know as a collective basketball uh community or whatever about the the importance of the regular season and what needs to happen and continuity no, it, Brian, and talent it would level not, and all that stuff. It would not upend most of it. It would upend <laughs> all of it and okay. everything we will ever think in the future about a regular season. Right. All and, of and, it. And but all but in the in the you know the amount of talent that you have to have around stars and and all this other this stuff. is like time and space shattering if this team goes on with everything we've seen to win the championship it will just completely reinvent the idea of the regular season. It might cancel the regular season in terms of just all of us deciding, what the hell are we doing for 82 games? <laughs> That's cancel culture that I'd actually be interested in exploring. <laughs> uh, just skipping straight to the playoffs. Um, but that said, I don't want to do like, you know, three and a half months of, well, screw it, it's over. Like that, you know, th there is a, still a chance that they could do stuff. Uh, and, you know, you just understand what we're talking about here. Um, and a lot of this is related to the any potential that they have is related to Russell Westbrook kind of allowing the Lakers to fulfill the vision that they had going back to the preseason of being so good because of their three stars so that can paper over paper over a lot of their deficiencies. And you go to Saturday's game and you go to uh, Wednesday's game and Russ looked much more comfortable defensively as a group. Uh, they were certainly much better uh, and Westbrook didn't get in the way of that, if nothing else. And uh, long way to go, but maybe getting past the deadline and just making it so, hey, you're going to be traded to Houston for John Wall is not a question anymore, at least until the you know exit interviews. Maybe that makes a difference for us. He's, he's I mean, a guy who needs to feel better about himself to play well. Well, he's also, though, he's a guy that is very, very creature comfort oriented. Like R Russell Westbrook has had a reputation for a long time as maybe the most regimented player in the entire NBA. He is exceptionally like OCD when it comes to I need my schedule laid out exactly the same way every single time. And that is one of the things for better, I guess, in the moment in Oklahoma City and perhaps worse for Russ's time outside of OKC, the Thunder catered to this. Like they really, really leaned into the idea of, okay, this guy needs everything just so 
And we are going to make sure that we do that. And since leaving the Thunder, it has been more difficult to do that for Russ because there are other stars there. It's not his franchise. And to be candid, he hasn't played at the level where you would revolve everything around him. But he's still a guy that needs to feel comfortable. He's somebody that needs to feel like he truly understands <clears throat> excuse me, what he's doing out there and, and playing, you know, we say this all the time, playing like Russ. Like, you know, like what does Russ being Russ mean in these circumstances? Like he talked after the game that he's pleased with the pace going up the last few games. He talked about the wings have been running more. He said there's been more cutting, including himself. Himself. Yeah. He and, and they've They've gotten back a little bit too, and they, you know, we saw it in the first half before AD got hurt. A little more actions with him and Davis, with Russ and and them in, in the pick and oh, roll, or Russ dude, off ball setting a screen and doing. The, they just they've got they they were they're doing a little bit better job of 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 keeping him busy, for lack of a better term, when he doesn't have the ball. Among the biggest disappointments with seeing this thing happen with Anthony Davis is, you know, AD and Russ before AD got hurt the first time. We're actually starting to develop a pretty good two-man mm -hmm. chemistry. Yeah. And then AD got hurt, was out for a while, came back. That hadn't really been as present since then for a variety of reasons, sometimes Russ, sometimes AD. This game, the two of them were playing so well off each other mm -hmm. and, and starting to look like that again. But of course, because this season is this season, that gets interrupted again. Oh, yeah. Um, there was so, a moment, too, though, Brian, that, like, for me was – I think it's really worth pointing out with Russ if you're looking for, like, sort of positive developments, things that you will not know just from looking at a box score or maybe even certain highlights. But late in the fourth quarter, Austin Reeves hit a huge three to put them up by four, maybe like yep. a minute left, something like that. And LeBron was the guy that got the assist. But the hockey assist went to Russ, and it came off this sequence where Russ had the ball in the corner, and Rudy Gobert is guarding him. And you can see that Gobert is backed off him, you know, in, in part, I'm sure, because, you know, you do have to worry about Russ driving past you, but also you are daring Russ to take that shot. And like two or three possessions before that, Gobert had been switched onto, and this worked out poorly, LeBron at the top of the arc. And in this case, he was purely backed off LeBron because he knows he's got to have a lot of space or else LeBron's just going to blow past him. And LeBron hit that three. He hit a huge three at that moment. And Russ could have easily been tempted to take the bait in that moment where he is just being offered a three on a silver platter. But instead, he ends up driving and he kicks the ball to LeBron, who kicks it to Reeves. And just the discipline and sense of focus and purpose that Russ had in that moment and the connectivity that he had with the other four guys there, that to me felt like a microcosm of what we've been starting to see more of from Russ. I'm yeah, not I mean, saying look, it's all I don't want to give him I don't want to give him too much credit for not taking a bad three-pointer, but I mean, yeah, you are correct. And when given the opportunity to take the three or drive, you know, I mean we've Certainly seen him take some bad three pointers yeah, I mean, before. You, know, I mean, you have, but like you know, shot res shot responsibility and shot selection has actually been of all the things Russ has done this year has actually for me been relatively low on the list. I, I don't disagree, um, but, but you, you can't you're, tell you're, me you're, that you weren't worried at all. 
Oh no, I was no 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 I was I was sitting on the couch going no 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 right that's um, my point right um I mean just because he's yeah I mean you're always worried about that because the, because it's such a bad option um before we go it is worth because we're we will have plenty of time well it's you know Friday show and you know into next week um even with some fun stuff that we've got planned for people to, to talk about kind of where they are and what, what the rest of the season is going to look like these final 24 games. Um, it was really interesting to hear LeBron after the game, we talked about how geeked he was to, to be around Aaron Donald and, and win this one for, for the other AD and all that stuff. He, if somebody I'm sure has it posted on, on uh, you know, your favorite social media site, his, kind of explanation of of why he was you know so impressed by aaron donald and why he thinks he's so good and he goes to talk for like two minutes about how donald is like the best defensive player he's ever seen and it is always interesting to hear guys who are as good at lebron as lebron is and as accomplished as lebron kind of get googly over over other people other athletes over over other accomplished people i guess in part because they really like lebron knows what how hard it is to be aaron donald yeah and um i I, it's a different kind of respect than i think we have for donald watching him play even while both of us might say he's the best defensive player any of us have ever seen and maybe the best ever yeah you know you know what it reminded me of when Kobe won his Oscar, like when he was up on the stage. And By the way, that will never be a, a, a kind of a, just a, an incredibly wonderful and weird sentence. Remember when Kobe won his Oscar? Sure. <laughs> but, that's just cool. I, I yeah. like thinking of that. Yeah. But when he won that Oscar, you could tell like seeing him either on the stage or like, you know, there were, there was footage of him at, you know, one of the parties waiting as his Oscar was getting engraved. Like that was even a surreal moment of achievement for Kobe. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I just want a damn Oscar. And this is a guy that has achieved everything you possibly could in his, like he is truly one of the greatest, not just basketball players. Like he is one of the greatest athletes to ever compete professionally Absolutely. in any sport. No question. And Still, though, this moment of being surrounded by so much artistic greatness, and and Kobe was somebody that really, truly appreciated that stuff. You know, I mean, like, there were a few times I talked with Kobe about movies. Like, he he loved that stuff. And what's funny about that, though, is that all these stars in that room, you know, all these people at, like, you know, the height of their professions, some of them, you know, awarded that night, they were all starstruck by seeing Kobe. Oh, damn right they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that that's sort of the cyclical effect that you often will see in a city like LA, as used to seeing celebrities in different fields as they get, frankly, we get, you know, and mm-hmm. we've been fortunate enough to interview a lot of great athletes, a lot of great artists, actors, musicians, authors, people like that. There still can be a moment of like, God damn, that's blank. And even for people of greatness like them, it can still be a, a pretty marvelous sight. Yeah, it was just a look. I mean, people are fans of stuff. And then I think once you, you know, so many of these athletes now are able to 
stretch themselves in other ways. Yeah. And so you start to, you know, start to learn how difficult it is to be a filmmaker, how difficult it yeah. is to be a writer, how difficult, like, you know, guys do that stuff. And, you know, cause the rest of us kind of know how difficult and ridiculous it is to be LeBron James. Like you, you get to, you know, six years old and you're like, you know, and all of us pretend to be our favorite athlete and our favorite sport or whatever. And even then you're probably like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. And by certainly by the time you're like 10, you know, the difference between yourself and one of these guys, but like these, these people are, are, are so cosmically good at what they do. They are so ultra elite, um, that, you know, you, you don't think of them as being, bowled over by another person we say it's a similar thing like when we we wonder like why are you so concerned about what people say about you on social media you're so as if like this one part of them is everything about them like you know like they suddenly stop having human feelings or you know human emotions because they're dominant at basketball that they can't have the same kind of insecurities as the rest of us have i still do wonder why kevin durant is bothered by eggs on twitter but you understand what I'm getting at. So it was just, it was a cool moment to see LeBron express that kind of, not just admiration as a, as a, as a, as an athlete, but also just kind of fanboying out on yeah. Donald, who is yeah. worth that kind of adoration. Cause Holy hell is he good. Yes, he is. Um, all right. So a lot to cover as the Lakers get into the break. We'll do that. I got some, like I said, some fun stuff coming up for people. Um, probably next week before the uh, before the Lakers resume play. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll see everybody on Friday. Remember, subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Have a, a good night. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.